listening to 247 Real Talk. This is your host, once again, Julian Perry. On this episode, we're going to take a little break from the social justice and other uh, topics, and we're going to have an empowering conversation with a screen and stage actor and model. I'll be right back with Adam Dennis Geiger. So good evening, Adam. Welcome to 247 Real Talk Podcast. Thank you for being a guest on my show. Well, thank you so much, Julian. Thanks your audience, too. Appreciate it. Yes, it's a pleasure having you here. So there's been so much going on. You know, we found out in our little chat before the show that you're also here in New York. And so you would understand that as a Real Talk Podcast, there's been a lot going on uh, that's hard-hitting and tough you know we've i've been doing a lot of episodes on in the crime in new york and the crime around the world and, and inflation and now the um the war that we have overseas so it's nice to you know to sort of break it up and shake it up sometimes and do something that's a little bit more relaxing yet just as uh, empowering in its own way and that is in this case having a conversation with you about you know, your, your rise to where you are right now and, and the amazing things that you've done. So I'm going to start off by asking you to basically tell us who is Adam Dennis Geiger? Okay, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think that it, it gets into the core of what you're saying there too. It's like um, me, myself, you know, I'm, um, I'm from Salisbury, North Carolina, from a small town. I, um, I act. I model and um, yeah, I think an important thing is just like what I've discovered in my life journey from getting from a small town in North Carolina to getting to New York City and acting and um, doing theater. I started a theater production company and I started working around New York City with different method actors and people that were sort of um, even older people that were pioneers of the industry. And I think that, you know, there's always a lot kind of going on, especially with us being in New York City. And it's important to sort of stay grounded and stay, you know, focused on something. And um, I'm glad that I could come on the show and I'm glad that you you opened it like that because um, I think it's important to just like, you know, with everything that's going on to just stay determined and stay visioned. So I think that's the core of, you know, who I am or I'd say that what I can bring to this uh, communion that we have together. Great, great, great. So we're going to we're going to um, sort of give. Uh, the audience um, some insight into your past and, and to where you are now because you know it, it's tough enough everything that's going on right now but coming out of the pandemic too people are either trying to restart their engines or reinvent their careers um, in some instances people might have been on a certain journey and the pandemic came and it kind of you know, kind of threw off their plan. And, and in some cases, they may feel a bit broken. Their spirits may feel a bit broken, um, especially people who have, who maybe are, have been or are trying to break out of a, 
a tough beginning of in life in a tough neighborhood. And I think you have a similar yeah. story. So why don't we uh, tell people, you know, about your childhood, where you're from and the environment that, that, that started your life? Wow. Yeah, no, I definitely feel, I feel all of what you just said. I think that's um, really, that's really amazing. That you address that. Yeah. So about me, um, yeah, I'm from a small town in North Carolina. It's, um, it's a, it's an urban town. There was really not a lot of people. There wasn't really, it was a sort of flat Piedmont. I grew up, you know, um, uh, sort of playing baseball. I also was on my own since I was very young. I was on my own since I was like uh, 15 years old, maybe even younger. And we didn't have many resources. We didn't have theater, you know, in my schools that I went to or anything like that. And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, you can ask me anything that you want to know, you know, about, about where I came from or, or what it was like, but it was, um, there was growing up, I, I faced a lot of different challenges. My parents had me when they were 19 years old. So I was pretty much like living on my own. And, uh, by the age of 15, they split up pretty early and I was living with friends. I was living with people that I had just kind of met sometimes in different ways. And I had been sort of around a lot of different, um, uh, a lot of different culture, a lot of different people, a lot of different, um, economic classes, but myself, I, I felt like I was getting taken care of by all of these experiences of life. So yeah, I was sort of thrust in this situation where I was on my own since young. And I think by the grace of God, by the grace of the universe, that I was just lucky enough to meet people that were just caring and interesting and really like connected me to the earth and connected me to like this raw humanity that we all share. Great, great. And I, I remember you telling me um, that there was a point in your life growing up where you you grew up in a neighborhood that uh, presented um, some of the same challenges of violence and um, uh, that grittiness that, that a lot of people coming from, say, maybe parts of New York City or Detroit um, face as they're growing up, you know, and, and, and why I'm mentioning that is because I think that um, that kind of upbringing, um, you know, you, you have to make choices and, and many people make the wrong choice. So, you know, if you could spend a little bit of time on that, you know, especially for the benefit of those who are, you know, in that environment, because, you know, a lot of times, uh, for everyone, I think, unless you have a breakthrough, you're conditioned yeah. by your environment, and it's so much harder when you're yeah. you're you're in that kind of inner city and and just fighting for actual Absolutely. survival. Yeah, and you're going through so many so many things. You're going through so many things emotionally. You're you're sitting there plugging away. You don't really feel like you have all the same resources. You don't really have the same direction. Maybe people around you don't know how to show you these things that you that you want to accomplish or you don't know how or if that's even a possibility. So it's like, yeah, you know, when I, I grew up, I was on my own. I had a lot of different types of friends. I, I grew up around gangs. I had friends that were in gangs, um, you know, and I it's, it's a little more innocent maybe than it sounds sometimes because there, it's just the the. These are people. These are my. These are people that grew up in without fathers. Grew up without maybe their parents around. Maybe um, sort of were failed in in a lot of ways by the school system, or, or or maybe were even too intelligent sometimes for the school system and things, and just thought, okay, well, I'm gonna take life into my own hands. I'm gonna make it on my own. And there's all these, you know, um, 
these, these situations that come up in our lives. And especially when we grow up in environments, like when I grew up in the South, you know, it was this situation where it was like, um, you had to be tough. You had to sort of put on, um, you know, like be, be able to, to show that you weren't able to be threatened. And I think that in a lot of ways, people carry this kind of sense of like, when you, when you incur pain, when you incur all these different things, you don't want to, you don't want to show it, but you want to say like, you know, okay, I'm going to assert myself as, um, as this person. And especially when you're a young person and you find yourself to have like a lot of raw virility, a lot of like raw animalistic, you know, survival, um, skills, then it's kind of like you're, you, you get praised by the people around you for being tough, for being connected, for having these things, because it's in a way it becomes sort of like a hierarchy and that, that can really consume you, you know, and, and whenever you're sort of like, uh, whenever you're dealing with those problems on your own and you don't really feel like there's any empathy coming from that, you can sort of take your pain and you can feel very victimized from it. I mean, I carried a lot of, um, bitterness, you know, around towards things in my life. And I, and I carried that. And even when I got to New York city, I just thought, is anybody going to understand me? Is anybody going to understand these things that I've been through? Um, I, I feel like I've got a very unique situation. I feel like I, I wish I had some of these different tools. I, I keep plugging away. And I think that at first it was very frustrating to kind of go through all those things. But when I look back at it and I look back at the things that really worked for me, was just recognizing, you know, that th there was a sense of like a protection for the fact that like, I, I really wanted something better in a way that I, I didn't see that the things that were happening to me, I wasn't fully consumed and consciously feeling like this was my identity. And this was me. And I think that there was acting saved my life, wanting to come out to New York City, wanting to make film. And seeing something in myself, being able to see people on, on the screen and sort of like feeling like I had this gift or I had these ideas to share with people, it, it really brought me into thinking that there was a, something more to life for me. And I can understand how people will feel frustrated because there's not a lot of encouragement that goes along. And sometimes even when you feel like you've been through all this pain, you, you've been through all these situations, you wonder if somebody will recognize you, you know, for it. And a lot of the times you have to, the, the best part about those things is they do a work on the inside of you. And that that can make you more of a full person that has something like a real sense of yourself to share. So, yeah, you know, there was a point in time where I had to sort of sort of let go of a lot of the anger that I had towards people and a lot and find out ways to navigate situations and let go of dealing with people that might be leading me down the wrong path. And that is, that is sort of a good, um, good advice, good steering direction for people who are facing those challenges. And it's not the easiest thing to do regardless. And right. <clears throat> sort of that's where yeah. I'm heading with this because as I'm thinking about your story, I know a lot of people who have, um, 
not necessarily in acting, but in, in, in people who have become, you know, YouTube sensations and they've gone on to get sponsorship from like some of the major brands. And, you know, they started out in social media yeah. thing and they've made success of it. But they all seem to go from wherever they were, wherever little town they came from, even from New York, they all seem to go to L.A. Yeah. But you came to New York. Oh. Why? Yeah, you, I like, you know, well, actually, my grandparents were out here first. So they'd lived a little bit. Uh, my, my family's from Yonkers and my, my parents went down to North Carolina and had me there. And my family lives a little bit upstate, but I had always seen New York as culture. I came here on my own. So, you know, I sort of like just had gotten a glimpse of this um, city and I, I really like the people and I like the fact that, you know, I love the subways. I love that you can go anywhere anytime that you want. And I fell in love with the like different types of people that you could meet, even if it was just somebody that was, you know, on the street that was very interesting or some older person that had been through new been to new you know in new york for a very long time and then when i came here and i started um my acting journey and i started realizing that all the people that i had seen on screen were really involved in the the acting community there's a there's a really great theater roots that are here so i think it in really like became a part of my personality and i feel like i have this kind of I always had this sense of this big city personality, this sort of wanting to see things in this way. And I feel like now in New York, you know, you're at the center of everything. Pretty much it's like feels like all of the information falls out from this one particular point. Okay. So in, in reading a little bit about you, I, I read uh, that uh, it was noted that Sometimes there's a comparison made between you and people like Mark Wahlberg and James Dean and Marlon Brando. So tell tell me tell us about some of the projects you've worked on, and you know you worked on in the past, coming through your journey, and 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 some of the projects you're working on now. Cool. Yeah. Well. Okay. So. When I when I was studying, I, I went to uh, a lot of different institutes. I studied the method. I went to um, Stella Adler, Lee Strasberg, and and these people that I studied around had uh, known James Dean or Marlon Brando. And and actually, like I started looking at sort of different pictures and moods and things about these people, and I could recognize something in their eyes, in the way that they spoke, in the way that they kind of were hiding and showing themselves and trying to communicate to other people and how there was this sense of, especially with James Dean and Marlon Brando, where there's just this sense of um, wanting to be raw, wanting to be there. And I think, too, even, like, it's, um, it's, it's, really, it's really great to, to have came out and had that sort of, like, want to discover myself, want to show myself in these ways, because when I started doing these plays, I started discovering that I was much like the characters. So when I first came out, um, I had been given an opportunity to act in a play that was proof. And I played, I played Hal in that play. And I even reverse commuted from New York City to a community college that I got a, uh, like a Pell Grant for. They gave me a little grant to go to school. And so I studied a little bit out here and I got in some opportunities and some, some agents had shown me some opportunities to work in some movies, some big movies and stuff. And, um, I, I didn't understand the commercial aspect of it. I really wanted to, to do something that was like, where, where am I going to find myself in these things? 
And so whenever I started reading plays, I became obsessed with it. And I started acting in um, just just like so many different small plays at school. And I was I was doing them in front of different people. And I started discovering myself in the Sam Shepherds and the uh, Tennessee Williams and even the Arthur Miller, these American classics and, and everything like that. And then as I sort of began to want to impart my message, I, there was a theater company that I started called Creode Inc. And I had some people that I was acting with that I was, that I was working with my institutes and things like that. And I wanted to elevate these plays. And I, I, um, I became so engulfed in some of the things that I was reading that I would read them over and over and over again for, for a very long time in order to realize what were these different elements of the play? How could I get even farther into it? Well, what was it? What was the research that I could do on, on them? And I felt like they were hitting me at very particular times. So there was um, a play living at home that I was doing, and it was about uh, the assassination of JFK. And I was sort of this character that was um, a college dropout, and he was looking at life like um, you know, as absurdity. And he was seeing the TV being played for the first time for 24 hours in ever in America. And he was getting drunk and kind of sitting there watching it. And, and he was sort of like seeing his brother becoming a, a doctor and he was seeing his sister going off to college and his mother was, was dying upstairs of cancer. And he was wondering, he dropped out of college and he was wondering, you know, what is life? What is our generation? And he was thinking about himself and sort of this resistance that he was having to enter this, uh, even though things are the way that they are, you just got to put yourself forward. So, so I felt like these, these plays started working on me. So I was working on that. I started actually met the playwright. He was putting on a show on Broadway at the time, and he became uh, really close to me. He was such a he was a good guy because when we met, he just he just gave me open arms, a hug. I was like, wow, I can actually you know with my passion, with the things that I care about. I wanted to go in there and, and blow his mind with these ideas, but he was really interested in me, and I thought that this was really special that I was working on something that was so relevant to the way that I was feeling and what I wanted to kind of, um, who I, who, what I could embody as a person and then meet somebody like this and, the, and them find something in, in me that, that was interesting. So I felt like it was all like, uh, synchronicity it was all on purpose. And so after that, we did a play private wars, which is a dark comedy about, uh, Vietnam survivors that were living in a hospital together. And that was a funny play, but it was really, Actually, at the time, it was sort of like um, it was it was about a guy who wanted to save America and he was being sort of sabotaged by his friends. And he thought that if he could do this one thing, then he could save America. And I felt so much like I want to come out here and I want to affect things, you know. And so I was playing this character and I felt like this was my life. You know, I gave up everything to sort of like want to be in acting, to want to do theater, to want to put on really high quality shows for even small audiences that I could feel like maybe people would just understand what I was feeling, what I was saying, what my message was, what I wanted to do with my life. I felt like I could really do something. And then after that, um, yeah, you know, we had a, we had a couple of plays in the vault. I was working with some, um, Broadway and Hollywood playwrights and, uh, and screenwriters. And they, and he gave me a couple of plays, one play that, uh, I was still to do, but we, we moved in all of these, started like putting putting all in these these productions and getting all of these things lined up 
for when we were going to make um, like seasons and start to introduce new people in New York and, and, and not just get an ensemble, but, but just put on these theater production shows. So the last show that I was doing that I was doing in order of the like contracts that I had been giving, I was, I was wanting to kind of like move up and move into Broadway and put my stuff on the, on the main stage. And so I was demoing these, some of these projects, showing people like, okay, this is the effort that I'm going to put in. This is the uh, realization that is going to come out of this. And I actually, at that time, the play that I ended up getting uh, the rights to to do was called Brilliant Traces by Cindy Lou Johnson. And so in that play, I was playing a guy who had went out to Alaska to escape a trauma that he had incurred before. And he was in the middle of Alaska, and I, and I was looking at this play, and when you look at plays, sometimes you read them beyond the text, and that's a lot of yourself putting yourself in there, but then reading some of the things that the writers had written. And there's a uh, poem in the beginning, it was called Individuation, and it was sort of about, like, if I'm going to go through all these situations in life, well, you know, I'm going to be here, and I'm going to do it, and this is it's, I'm going to realize myself through it. And so... The play was very much that that was the, the arc for mine and uh, the girl, the character Rosanna, who's played by Megan Sisler, that I worked with. And I had a, I had a great time working on it, but I became a guy that I grew a beard. I sort of changed my look. I started getting into the character. I started discovering myself in this raw sense of self being like, OK, I'm going to give up so much uh want this um this look that I'm that I care about I'm going to give up this um you know need to interact and sort of like dive deep into myself and be very humble about it and look at my shadows look at my projections of other people and then look at you know how I feel about uh my reflections of myself onto other people and so I got stuck in this character who was really discovering this like this deep um, this deep sense of wanting to, uh, you know, like uh, to wanting to die, to wanting to not to to not exist, and just kind of like starting the play from that place and using it to say, okay, well, I'm gonna put something on that I feel like is beautiful. I'm and even in the play as the character, I'm see this, uh, I see this situation of this of this bride bursting into my cabin in the middle of Alaska in the middle of a snowstorm. And I'm thinking about committing suicide and things, and I'm and I'm sitting here looking at her, and I just feel this need to interact. I feel this need to take care of this person, and through that, then I feel like I have to express all of this energy and these these things that have gone on in my life. So whenever we were doing that show, I um, the pandemic hit, and we were putting on the first show of it. I mean, it was so beautiful. The show looked so amazing. And then the um, the owner of the theater house came in and she says, you know, all of Broadway shutting down, all of off Broadway shutting down. And I got stuck in that character for like three or four months because I didn't know whether we were going to open or what was going to go on in New York. And during that time, um, it was like it was really impactful for me. So what I, what I really think is like. I don't know whether you should be really careful about the plays that you choose. <laughs> like maybe you should choose one where you end up being really, you know, something really great happens to you. But at the same time, sometimes I feel like these things, if you choose to go and put yourself out there, these things will find you and they become a part of you, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. It's, it's, I guess it's all the, the art of acting. So um, now that we're 
you know, coming out of the, and I want to be careful when I say coming out of the pandemic because, right. you know, I've done many don't, episodes on that. And don't you do that. I'm not sure exactly <laughs> where we are, even though, you know, politicians and everyone yeah. would like us to think we're somewhere. Um, I, li- I like you. Yeah. What, what, is, what is your, what is your, your next six month plan? My next six months. Thanks. So I've transitioned. I've done, I'm starting to do some film work. I've been working in modeling. I, whenever uh, I came out, when the the pandemic got extended, there was a point in time where I decided, okay, I'm going to shave my beard. I'm going to take this modeling thing to the next level. And it happened, you know, all the, the right things lined up. So I started getting a lot of opportunities and modeling. I got into a magazine, Rebel Magazine, recently. I was really proud about that. I got to um, the center. It was called American Essence. And um, so I started doing some of the modeling stuff, and now I started working on some of my films. I've I've written a couple of films. I've written some um, outlines for different things, and I've I've worked with all of these different uh, camera operators, photographers that have this beautiful style who have been published in all these different places. So I started putting it together in my mind and thinking, Okay, I have this amazing idea for a story. A lot of people are interested in it. I'm interested in it. It's driving me. It's making me feel like I got to do this. So, you know, uh, God willing, you know, I'm going to go out all over. Uh, I'll be in Europe. I'll be on the West Coast. I'll be a little bit in Miami. And I'm going to film some stuff for this, for this project as I launch this film entity, which will be a, sort of an extension of myself. And once I do that, I also want to reincorporate theater. But like you said, you know, I've got about, you know, three to five plays that are sitting here in the backup uh, that are lined up, ready to go, that have amazing ideas for it. But um, I'm keeping myself open is what I'm trying to say. But I've got this film, this film stuff I'm doing, and I'm really excited to be able to share that on uh, little teasers and leaks on social media so that'll be something to, to really look out for while I'm doing a lot more modeling, getting signs and working on some other film projects that sort of come my way. Okay. So one of the um, sort of uh, uh, leaving advice questions I'm going to ask you is for, you, you know, you have a, a great foundation. It sounds like, you know, you went through your struggle you 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 overcame quite a few obstacles, and you're in a good place as as things. Um, again, I want to be careful about the restart world, but that things go to a new normal, whatever that is. Um, what advice would you give to someone who is now seeking to walk a similar path, um, having maybe not been able to get the successes that you've had thus far? but they are seeking the similar path and they, and they have some hesitation and we're in a time where, you know, the path may be a little tougher because, you know, still dealing with the residual effects of yeah. the pandemic and just the entire, you know, there's, there's the dynamics of the moment are a lot tougher. You know, there's yeah. inflation, there's that political stuff Jeez. there. There's, there's even oh, yeah. unfortunately a lot of, um, um, because of, of, of because of the mixture of dynamics, there's a lot of uh, prejudices and all these things that have come out uh, over the last couple oh, of years. Geez, what, would, mean, you you know, can, what would you say? Yeah. No, I mean, you know, what I say about that is that there, there's a lot of things going on, first of all, and it's hurtful. You know, I don't I don't at the same time, I don't always feel good. You know, people look at like 
success and things, I'm still grinding. I'm still making things happen. I'm still putting myself forward. And, and I want to say like to people that are going through that, that ha- this is like kind of, uh, don't let it paralyze you, you know, just, just keep moving forward. Not every day is going to feel great. Still, I, I appreciate people celebrating my success and wanting to see new things come out. But when I say to other people is the best thing that you can do is the, when I have felt the worst in my life, when I felt like, okay, well, I'm just going to lay in this depression. I'm just probably going to die right now. Or why is all the things happening to me like this? How come, how is this even, you know, possible for me or, or what's going on? You know, you just find something, find something to focus yourself on and push yourself into that. And I, I guarantee you that something amazing is going to happen and you just stay consistent and you just put yourself, your heart into something real and organic. Don't, don't make it something that's inauthentic that you think you're just going to get something from, but make it something that you really can put yourself into because at the end of the day, you know, you're going to be building that up. And I think that the world has an amazing way of opening up these different opportunities to you for, but I just want to say like, it doesn't always feel good. You know, like doesn't always feel good every single day and it can be, you know, it can be tough and stuff and you, and you just got to keep yourself looking forward and keep opening up different opportunities for yourself too. Great, great, great. I think that is a, um, a, a, a great, um, restarter, uh, for many people, a great bit of, um, not only advice, but, um, confidence builder for, you know, for people who are again, coming out, um, and struggling again, um, yeah. before I let you go, you know, do you want to tell us or spotlight any, um, projects or, uh, current projects? And do you want to spotlight, you know, any websites and that kind of information that people can, you know, sure. get a closer look at who Adam is? Absolutely. So, you know, I've got different interviews. You can Google me. You can look online and stuff. I always appreciate when people get to know me. If you want to reach out to me on Instagram, I'm, I'm actually one of the people who will talk back to you. Have any questions and things like that? I can't guarantee that I get back to everybody all the time, you know, but if you want to reach out to me on Instagram, it's Adam Dennis Geiger. I've got my theater website, Creode. It's creode.org, T-R-E-O-D-E. Um, yeah, my name is Adam Dennis Geiger again. So if you want to reach out to me on, on Instagram, you want to look at our stuff online with Creode and you want to reach out and you have some ideas or something. I mean, I'm interested in hearing other people's stories. I'm interested in hearing what they're going through. If you have questions, if you want to ask me how I'm doing this, um, then that's cool. But also, you know, keep, uh, I, I love the support. I really appreciate people that have given me all of this because that's, it's really this energy and even people that I know from back in my hometown still reach out to me and say, oh, wow, you know, things have, have really picked up and are going this way for you. I mean, it can happen for everybody. And I want it to happen for all of us, too, like seriously. So, you know, if you want to reach out to me and you want to connect with me on Instagram or you want to follow my modeling stuff and you want to see some of the cool magazines and things that will come out or some brand partnerships and things that we'll be doing. I think that'll be really exciting, but I really want you to see my film too. Whenever this film comes out, there's going to be a lot of things happening. So there's, I'm going to be dropping new websites. And if you want to start looking at some of that stuff and you want to, you know, uh, get some tips from me or you want to emulate whatever it is you like, you like the art, you want to see it. I think it's going to speak to people in so many different types of ways. Okay, great, great. So on that note, I'm going to say thank you so much for coming on this evening. Um, and 
being a part of 247 Real Talk Podcast. Um, I think, again, that it is a refreshing conversation in the middle of some of the, you know, the tougher conversations that, yeah. we've going, that I've been having with my audience every week. And, and you know, Real Talk is, is, is exactly that. So there's a lot of other real things going on, as you know, in the world right yeah. now. So thank you so much for bringing... Uh, your perspective and, and sharing who you are with us and, and uh, giving some empowerment to to those up and coming and some of the youth who are who feel they're trapped in certain environments and, and need to break out and are wondering if they can be a success. You are an example of that. So yeah, thank you okay. so, so much for being a guest of the show. Thank you so much, Julian. I appreciate it. Thank you for the audience, everything. Thanks Great. Have a, have a good evening, man. You too. All right. Talk to you later. Saying a very special thank you to my guest, Adam Dennis Geiger, for sharing his insight, his, his journey, and bringing something different and refreshing in a time when there's so many tough things going on. I'm always appreciative for guests who come on and want to share part of their life story so that others may benefit and others may learn and others may have a chance and know that there's always a way. Saying thanks, as always, to my audience for your amazing support and for your continued support. I remind you, you can listen to this episode and every episode of 247 Real Talk Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Please feel free to contact me to discuss a show, be a guest, a topic, leave some comments at podcast at 247realtalk.net. That's podcast at 247realtalk.net. Until the next time, as I always say, take care of yourselves and each other.